0: welcome to Theatre Club. I'm joined by Oscar. Hello. Madeleine. Hello. And me. I'm slightly delirious because I am jet lagged. So bear with. Also <laughs> bear with the audio because we are recording this in my flat in Busy Stoke, Newington on a Saturday night. So if you can hear sirens, people vomiting, fights, <laughs> bin collection, we're on a red route. It's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. So this episode, we've got my top tip, followed by 1927's Animal and Children, which is playing at the Lyric in Hammersmith, and Tartuffe, which is at the National. So first of all is my top tip, which is a show called Sunrise by Jessie Cave. It's a one-woman show at the Soho Theatre. We were there last year seeing um, The Lost Disc.
1: Yeah, that was amazing. That
0: was amazing. So... The reason that I got um, thinking about this show was I listened to this podcast by Dolly Alderton called Love Stories. Yeah. And Jessie Cave was on that. And I didn't know anything about her, but her love story, um, the podcast, was really, really good. So I looked her up afterwards, and she speaks about this show on it. And it's um, it's a one-woman sort of comedy show, and it's about um, sort of, her uh, sort of like single mum, dating... Um, sort of anxieties it sounds really really good and also really funny Um, The Guardian had a good quote saying it's a twisted indie rom-com they gave it four stars and it's sold out but they've just um, I managed to grab a ticket but um, they've now released more dates so I think the new dates are going to be for the whole of May and it's £19 if you want to stand or it's about 20 to £25 if you want a seat yeah mm. I think standing would be good because there's a bar
1: there it's quite, yeah. a, quite a social atmosphere it's not like sit in your seat and watch the show it's like silver is fun
0: yeah and she's really she's I follow her on Instagram now and she's really cool and she does these like illustrations and they're kind of like they're like doodles and then people are saying funny stuff in them they're nice. quite funny there's a really good one and it's a girl sitting next to another girl and she's gone you've gone really quiet since I've told you my good news and then there's like a little speech bubble next to the other girl going that's because I hate you now. <laughs> and it's just stuff like that. She's just really kind of, I don't know.
2: People may know her from the Harry Potter films. Which yes. Which you've not watched. Madeline, you've recently just I've, started getting I began getting the journey. Have so you got to half is... Half-Blood Prince? No, hun. Yeah.
1: No, i I'm three Oh,
2: okay. You haven't met her yet. She comes in in the later ones. I can't remember her character's name. But she's Lavender the one. Brown. That's the one. And she's the one that uh, really fancies Ron. Oh. Yeah. Hey, don't be mean. Poor <laughs> Rupert Grant. But yeah, she was good in those. I really, she got a really nice yeah, present. Well, in, so. this,
0: um, in this podcast, she talks about that and how she basically didn't really know what she was doing. She kind of dropped out of uni, I think, and she went to like an open casting call for it and got the job. Wow. Cool. She's very good, good that. Yeah. yeah, she's really cool.
2: Okay, so tickets are available for May.
0: Soho Theatre, and it's called Sunrise. Fab. So, up next, you guys went to see 1927, Animals and Children Ticked to the Streets. So I saw this originally when it was at the National Theatre a while ago, um, and I loved it. But tell me what it's like,
1: what you guys thought of it.
2: Madeleine, do you want to start?
1: Yeah, so just to sort of explain who the theatre company is. it's a theatre company called 1927, and they were founded in 2005 by an animator and illustrator called Paul Barrett and a writer and performer called Susan Andraud and rad I think Um, and the Basically, it's it's, they mix this kind of animation and live performance vibes. So we'd seen a show of theirs a few years ago called Gollum, and it blew. It was one of I'd just moved to London. It was one of the first things I saw with Alice, and it blew my socks off. I'd never seen anything like it in my life. So as soon as we knew that they were doing something else, I was like, "Oh my god, I've got to get Mm. tickets." It's on the Lyric um, in Hammersmith, which is we we hadn't actually been there before, had we? Um, I hadn't. Oh, you've been there years back. Such a lovely wee theatre. It's like kind of in the middle of Hammersmith, but it's like kind of. Would you say hang on? Is it underground? No. No.
2: No. no. no you like, have to go upstairs to go get to up, it. Yeah, it's it's, the opposite
1: underground. Uh, yeah. So it's a bit odd, but it's like it's like you're in like ye oldy beautiful theatre. I thought that's why we went and saw Leave to Remain.
2: Oh yeah, you guys both we, went to Leave oh, to oh, Remain. Oh shit! Yeah. Though, when yeah I had sorry. No, sorry. So
1: that was the first time I'd been there, and then it was blown away, and then I was like looking forward to going to the theatre again. It's so lovely, it's such a nice little traditional theatre. Um anyway, so the Animals and Children took to the streets, it's on there, it started on the 19th of February, finished on the 16th of March. So what I would say it's like um they describe it on the website, it's like a graphic novel kind of come to life. Um it's only 70 minutes long, no interval. Um, what I found astounding there's only three cast members and didn't you think mm. that was like at the end you kind Amazing. of go oh my god there was only three three women that are in it
2: Yeah, and you're always trying to work out wait which one played that character yeah then? and Who you played? can't
1: and it, it's so simple what they're doing they're literally maybe they've got a hat on and now they've taken off their hat and now they've got crazy sort of spiky hair um, but you trying to think is that that same one that had the hat on or and they don't really speak do they no in this they do Um yeah They they speak but it's in these
2: short kind of clipped poetic, it's almost like a uh, a graphic novel, so these short kind of small lyrical phrases set to music rather than dialogue and it's also the set is just three plain walls that they project all the sets onto and not in a kind of static way that you might have seen. No, they interact with it, don't they? Yeah, they're moving animated sets and someone's holding a cup of tea and then the They've got it just positioned so that the steam from the tea that's just a projection on the back wall. But it looks like it's coming out of their cup of tea. It's seamless.
0: But it'll be rain on the screen and then they'll... They'll They'll hold a real umbrella.
2: And it won't be falling on them. And they're moving perfectly with the animation so that they're always under the umbrellas bit where it's not raining. It's so clever.
1: Sweeping up and like the dust that they're sweeping up is kind of going... And And the sense of humour
2: is very dry. So when we went, we went to a Saturday matinee Mm. and there were quite a few kids there. Bloody kids. Bloody kids. I mean, it's great, though, because I'm sure that some of those kids and families had never seen anything quite like it, and it has oh some kind of dark moments, there's just like, just funny stuff, like the kind of narration says, you know, they live in this awful flat, it's set in this part of town, in a lovely, beautiful metropolis, there's the dodgy end of town, where at night time, the kids and the animals basically run riot on the streets, and all the adults lock themselves in, and you know, she lives in this awful building, and it says, you know... I'm, Who's the other guy that lives in the building? Jeff the Racist. And, Jeff the Racist, yeah. And his five racist children. And the these little animated kids come on. Just kind of funny, dry jokes like that that you wouldn't usually see in a kid's show. There wouldn't usually yeah. be a character called Jeff the Racist. Yeah,
1: I was thinking, I said to Oscar afterwards, I thought, if I was 10 years old and I'd seen that, I would think that is the best thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like, it was... Visually, it's amazing. The dialogue was stimulating. The singing's incredible. And it's dark. And I think that that was part... There was so many little children around us that were sniggering. And I think it was that idea that the kids aren't being talked down to. And it's an adult level of humour that adults love, but the kids love it because it's dark. And it's not presenting this kind of saccharine... Idea of life or anything, and it was really—I mean, some—and at one point we were laughing because so it was kind of one of the projections is a guy in bed, and then it's kind of you see him naked, so you see his nether regions, and all the kids are like
2: hee and they animated couldn't. Nether yes, regions, it's animated we say.
1: nether regions, sorry, and they're kind of wobbling around, and there's just children are just—they were yeah, best just around. Level that that they for loved sort of it,
2: eight years and up. It's it's just on the right cusp of you know.
1: Yeah,
0: knowing.
2: Knowing yeah. and, you know, being appropriate for that audience, but edgy. Really, really good. So if you've got chance to see it before the 16th, it's really worth seeing. It's so short. It's yeah. kind of a great thing to just pop in and see. Our tickets were on the end of, sort to of towards the end of the row in the stalls. Still a great view. £15, I think, we paid. Yeah, I'd love to bargain. go. I mean,
0: I saw it so long ago and it's still stuck with me. I can still remember... Bits from it, like I remember this girl looking out of a window. She was like really miserable and really
1: sad, and I can't remember who she. Yeah, was just Yeah, just great imagery. Well, each just... thing
2: could be a frame of an. Oh, animat- completely! It's novel. like a
1: storyboarded the whole thing storyboarded within an inch of its life, and it has to be for the timing. Mm-hmm. But then the songs are great, you know. Like there's like there's the janitor, the miserable janitor, and him sort of like moving through his life and how how crap as life is and and it's just it's so I so enjoyed it. it it felt it felt it's only 70 minutes but it felt so much longer I felt you like watching you know, the whole film yeah it did it felt completely filmic and it, very, it didn't wash over you. I left still thinking about it, recommended it to lots of people, recommended it to people that have got kids. You know, I, I just, on it, I would urge anyone to see it for, for a completely different theatre experience. And what's weird is it. so you're watching this really kind of different kind of projection thing, but in this very traditional, beautiful theatre. And that's what kind yeah. of made it really special. If you like the
2: German Expressionist. That's, mm-hmm. I think, I, assuming, actually, I haven't looked into it, the 1927, that must refer to. The German Expressionist film movement, so like the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah. Have you ever seen that Nosferatu? Those sort of that chiaroscuro lighting, mm-hmm. which is that extreme black and white yeah. shadows. Oh, I very film tim, <laughs> like very Tim Burton. I did a no, I didn't. No, level, it was very like we both did
1: it. It was like Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, another cornerstone of
2: German Expressionism. Just really, really quirky Tim Burton esque. Terry yes, gilliam it's, so it's got all those sorts of vibes but with a more British-European sense of humour mm. and dark depressing outlook on things while still having these moments of hilarity and Yeah,
1: It was like an amazing sort of social commentary which felt prevalent for now, you know, it's yeah. this kind of idea of like, yeah, the life's a bit of shit, city. you know, yeah. and there's sort of, I mean, we all live in East London it's not the best right now, you know and it's, it kind of, it felt gritty and it felt real and and yeah, I, I I I absolutely loved it. It was a complete hit for me. There was nothing I didn't like. Oh yay. yeah, fantastic. That's yeah. good.
2: Loved it. So if you've got a chance to see it before sixteenth 16th 16th of, 16th of March, so you've got like a week. Um, definitely try and see it, and then just as always, set up a Google alert for the nineteen twenty seven. Yeah. The company because yeah, their, their stuff the mailing comes list, back.
0: Because Gollum was great. fantastic. Another show that they did. They, the the BBC Four um, actually filmed it and televised yeah. it over Christmas. Yeah. They're such, I love everything that they do. Yeah, absolutely. So, really oh, worth is it It's time seeing? for a cocktail Oscar? <gasps>
2: It's absolutely time for a cocktail. Thank God. And if you listened to the last episode, which I hope you both did, because neither of you could make it to Sasha Reagan's all male the Pirates of Penzance, I'm going to do a themed cocktail because <laughs> obviously I did that recording live from the theatre so I didn't get a chance to make one. I uh-huh. listened
0: to it, you and Mother.
2: Oh, yes. Um... I loved
0: it. It's so good. <laughs> you should listen to it.
2: Have you not listened to it yet, Matt? I've not, I'm oh, so it's sorry. So busy. I know I'm, trying, but I'm it's just so busy. busy. Listen to it, because I did a great interview with one of the cast members. Yeah. Um it's just a great show. Absolutely loved it as I knew it would. So I've made a special cocktail to celebrate that show. So here is a cocktail. Now the first line in the Pirates' Penzance that is sung opens with this song, and the first line is "Pour o pour the pirate sherry." So of (laughs) course, a sherry cocktail, and it's called the pirate sherry.
1: Oh, it smells delicious, hun. It's orangey. What's going on in here?
2: Well, let's cheers first. Cheers, cheers, guys. Cheers. So this is the pirate sherry. Oh. So this has got, of course, sherry in it. It's an amontillado sherry. Mm. Um, I don't know that much about sherries, but you have a sweet end, you have a dry end. Montillado's in the middle. It's supposed to have a sort of more savoury kind of kick to it. Spanish kind of savoury, drink it with olives and that kind of vibe. Yum. Um, so it's that mixed with fresh orange juice, mm-hmm. fresh lemon juice. And then I made a ginger syrup, as you know, I love to do. Oh so that's God. just equal parts sugar and water, and then a load of fresh ginger grated in, and then you kind of let it simmer on the hob and come to the boil, and then that's basically it. Wow. And then a dash of Angostura bitters. That's so, the alcohol base. Yeah, it's, it's just a sherry sherry oh my cocktail. God, I used to be
1: drinking sherry more. It's
2: lovely, isn't it? Yeah. The ginger really comes through, and the orange and. Yeah, I really like Sherry so getting pour, a bit of
1: vitamin C in
0: this. Pour, it's of oh, poor,
2: The Pirate Sherry,
0: <laughs> yes.
2: So, yeah, I mean, Madeline, definitely listen to the episode because it's so fantastic. That show and like the Animals and Children, that also finishes on the 16th of March okay. at Wilton's Music Hall. So, you've got a week if you want to go and see that. It's really, really worth listening. Go back and listen to the episode if you haven't already. It's just so fantastic. Sasha Reagan is. A genius yes she's just like breathed new life into gilbert and sullivan mm. love it it's just absolutely fantastic they
0: sat next to her as well oh really yeah we sat next to the director she's oh, yeah we sat punch. next to her
2: um, yeah it was just fantastic the cast is brilliant and it's just a brilliant show I would go again if I had time and I'd sneak one of these cocktails in in a hip flask
1: indeed <laughs> so what else have you seen Han?
2: so I went to see Tartuffe the imposter is the full title of it. Tartuffe is by Moliere from 1664. So it's an oldie but a goodie. Mm-hmm. It's revived a lot. There was a revival that literally just finished in Stratford. Um, and so this is the National Theatre's new production. It's basically a kind of French farce. It was written for the French court. It was heavily censored at the time because it's basically designed to show up the hypocrisy of religion. Okay. And so into this family comes this sort of religious figure who, got you know, like a sort of a prophet-like figure who's basically an imposter who beguiles the, the father, the patriarch of this family and the rest of the family see right through Tartuffe and see that he's sort of manipulating the father is basically just after his money or power So the original was kind of had a much more religious slant. This one is looking more at society and the bourgeoisie. And so he's kind of Tartuffe, played by Dennis O'Hare, who's a brilliant American actor who was in American Horror Story. and True Blood. Yeah, so he plays... In this version, he's more of like this kind of hippie. He's got like a man bun, kind of wears baggy, that sort of hippie, shaman-y sort of character. And he comes into this family who are living in like northwest London in this huge palatial house. And he's got the father in his throttle, basically, mm. and the father's sort of longing for a different time, and he's sort of looking at their lives and being like, this isn't what life should be, and Tartuffe's manipulating him, basically, and he decides that his spoiled children are too spoiled and living this life of luxury, and that his daughter's going to marry Tartuffe, and this is when it all kicks off, because the daughter, who, she was great, she's like a spoiled brat, and she's like, I'm absolutely not marrying Tartuffe. The set, I'm just going to say, is incredible.
1: What theatre is it in, Han?
2: It's in the Littleton, which is the kind of big, wide theatre where we saw Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the set is this huge mansion, the massive living room, and it's like a pharaoh and bull wet dream. It's in that dark, dark green, and then there's a huge gold statue, a replica of Michelangelo's David, Uh and all these huge plants and plush uh, velvet sofas. The set is so incredible, and... The way they interact with the set is brilliant. It's directed by Blanche McIntyre, and the characters will appear from different parts of the set. So, there's like a giant tree in the corner of the set, and a character will just appear through this tree, or they'll just appear through, from, out, from inside the sofa. A character mm-hmm. will just suddenly. So, it's got that, that kind of farcical,
0: yeah.
2: high comedy, physical comedy feel to it. And so it's, it's, it's obviously a new version written by John Donnelly. So the original was written, interestingly, in its 1,962 12-syllable lines of rhyming couplets. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing was written in these rhyming couplets. This does not do that, obviously. And they've really kind of modernised it. And there's a lot of modern references. Obviously, the Spoilt Children have a lot of kind of references to social media. And she's got this boyfriend who's a street poet. But, you know, they ask him to do a poem and they're like, she's like, can you just make it rhyme? And he's like, rhyming is a bourgeoisie concept. (laughs) And he's called Valer and he's like this kind of basically posh boy Mm -hmm. who is masquerading as this sort of communist, you know, socialist street poet. Yeah. And so the writing's really funny. The physical comedy is brilliant. It's got Olivia Williams in it. Who? That again? She was in um, the last time I saw her. Actually, was at the National in the play with Olivia Colman. The name of which I cannot remember. Mosquitoes. Oh. oh. Um. She's a brilliant actress. You'll have recognised her from all sorts of mm-hmm. things. I'm trying to think of any film she's been in now. Oh, um, Rushmore by Wes oh, Anderson. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. She's the teacher in that. Oh yes. And she is just her performance is incredible. And so they've they've given it this really good new kind of feminist twist that I really enjoyed Okay. so she tr- she's trying to expose Tartuffe to her husband who cannot see any wrong with him and she's saying well he hit on me and the husbands will not believe her so she says right you hide in this and then she lifts up the poof which is a a freestanding poof in front of the sofa that you can see right underneath. Yeah. And he just climbs inside it and disappears. Oh, that's fun. So, like, fun. really clever stage trickery. And so she's going to expose, so she's going to try and get Tartuffe to hit on her. And, obviously, in the original, this was just to expose the kind of that he wasn't this pious man. And it's kind of a convention we've seen before. But in this, at the end, it kind of, she kind of flips it and is like... It's sort of sending the message like did you see what you had to make me do mm. so that you would believe me that right, he was trying okay. to hit on me you basically made me and it's very funny the scene he's chasing her around the room and she's the husband won't come out and she's he's on top of her and she's like right you can come out now and he yeah. won't so she's having to endure this prolonged basically sexual assault yeah and so they kind of that was really interesting that they kind of flipped it and she was really like look what you've made me do just so you believe me yeah so it's got this very interesting feminist very angle woke. Yeah, and I really, really, I thought that was really clever and I really enjoyed that. And so as much as it's a kind of critique on inequality because they're this very rich family and bourgeoisie, it was I like kind of mostly a critique on how idiotic men are.
1: Hell yeah.
2: Yeah, and how basically, yeah, you just have all this convinced he'll believe this man Tartuffe over his wife, over his daughter, over anyone, rather than rather than listen to them. So, I mean, it's really funny. It is overly long, I'm going to say that. First half drags. So we don't meet Tartuffe for nearly an hour into the piece. Jeez. Oh, man. So there's a lot of talking setup, basically, of which is, I guess, supposed to show you why the father feels like this. And there's too much of that. They okay. really need to cut that out. Because once it hits its stride and Tartuffe comes in, Good it room, really starts yeah. to pick up speed. And then you're in. And then it builds to this incredible... I won't say the ending, but there was some incredible stage more stage tricks and really funny good dialogue good physical comedy it builds Dennis O'Hare's incredible Olivia Williams is brilliant so I highly recommend seeing it but yeah it starts slow and that is a pity is it getting good reviews? yeah but I think because of the length yeah it's getting three some four stars mostly three um, but it runs for a while. It's running till thirtieth of April, so you do have a chance to see it, and I, I really would recommend it. And you could
0: do, you could do today ticket, um, rush tickets for twenty. That's quid what 15. I did.
2: I did Friday rush. So one pm Friday, went on the website. There were plenty of tickets for it. I sat in the circle, three rows back. Brilliant view. Great. You. How much? Twenty is ticket? pounds. Twenty.
1: Wow. So I would definitely national, recommend.
2: Yeah, I'd definitely recommend Friday rushing it because it's so worth twenty quid. And yeah, mm. it's really interesting. And I've never seen any Moliere, and I think this is a good, accessible way to see it. It is really funny. You've sold it, set, too, hun. The set is beautiful. That's just, what I, I think want to set. live in that living room. <gasps> that colour of that wall, you know, that Farren Ball dark greeny blue that I just bloody love. Hague. Yeah, it's so good. I think it's called Hague. Yeah. So, yeah, really recommend that one. Um, and you've got till the 30th of April to see it.
1: Fantastic. Cool. Thank you, hun.
2: So, let's just do a quick roundup of some other shows that we've been talking about, one of which is A German Life. Which is
0: Dame Maggie Smith. Dame Maggie oh. Smith
2: at the Bridge Theatre, which is running from April 6th, I think, until the end of April. It's a short run and it's fully sold out. So I'm only mentioning it because we got tickets and smug. I'm very pleased that we smug, did.
0: Smug, smug,
2: smug. Smug, smug, smug. But I am really looking forward to that. But the, every show they've done, they've done a lottery or rush tickets on todaytex, yeah. So I, it won't be... I'm sure there will be that again. So there is a chance to see it. And this could be one of the last times we see Dame Maggie on stage. I mean, she's getting on in age. No, I don't mean it like that, that she's going to die, but she might not want to do a stage performance again. And she's not doing that many performances of it because, you know, she's old. So we're really looking forward to that. And do keep your eyes on what, we'll let you know what rush ticket lottery business they do. Fantastic. Nine to five? What a way to make eleven.
0: Do we want to see nine to
1: five?
2: That's the thing. I have two minds. I kind of, yes. there's,
1: like, when, I, when I heard, oh, they're making a musical of 9 to 5, I was like, I'm there. Like, sign me up. But now with cast and things, I think even it's when I realised there was a girl that was in Love Island, isn't it? She has
2: had very good She's got, reviews. I know,
1: but there's still a part where I'm like, ooh. You can't be
2: snobbish. She's had very, very good reviews. Yeah. Louise Redknapp is not currently in it due to injury. She will be back. Again, that's a yeah, bit stunt all she casting. Did was cut
1: her chin. I don't get why she came from. It's like, girl.
2: But from what I've heard, it's fun. But everyone has said that it's quite on the nose. It's not. They, you know, it's it's relevant in that sexism. All that, the film, I think, still really holds up. But this apparently, it's some of it's a bit broad. The comedy and it doesn't okay. quite sit that well. So I'm kind of two minds about it.
0: I am too. I'm not sure they want to.
2: But I would maybe do. Um, they do day seats. So, I would maybe do day seats. But yeah, it's kind of one that I was excited about. And now I've am kind of I've waned. So that's at yeah, like the Savoy, where yeah. the
0: Dreamgirls was. And then across the road from that, we've got just opened as Waitress.
2: I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. Oh, Are you? Yeah. I am. I've been have, listening actually. to the soundtrack for two years. Have you, hun? On heavy repeat. See,
1: I was into it again, hearing about it, great reviews from America. Yeah. And then it's Catherine McPhee. Catherine
2: McPhee from TV and Smash. And then I kind of lost my. That. Yeah, oh, but I've but
0: read a few it... reviews, and some of them are middling. There's some three, there's some four, but then like The Times, I think, gave it five. But most of them are like three and four. And people are, unanimously are saying that she her voice, her voice. is amazing. Wow. She, well, Going in, for in, her in songs s- alone is what they're basically saying. In
2: Smash, her voice was incredible, but her acting was a bit wet. Yeah. And that might have just been her character, but it was very... It was a bit drippy.
0: Okay, well, let's just
1: go and see Waitress. I'm,
2: I really, really like the music, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it.
1: So another, um, the big hit of the West End at the moment that I was lucky enough to see last weekend is Come From Away. Um, I did a review of that. I'd seen it in LA um, towards the end of its run there in January. And then it's now come and it's on at the Phoenix Theatre. Um, And again, I urge people to go and see it before and I cannot Stress enough how much people need to see this play it is the most the London cast is terrific like they're absolutely level pegging with the US cast like they're absolutely brilliant and it's one of those it's one of those shows I think my god if I was in a West End cast of any musical I'd want to be in this one because there's such a sense of camaraderie on the stage between them that you just think and it's so uplifting that towards the end I imagine like backstage it must just be Lovely, lovey, lovey ham ham vibes backstage because there's so, it's just such a beautiful cast. It's such a terrific show. It's the most uplifting, hopeful theatre experience that you can have. It, it's it, like Hamilton is terrific. This is up there with that. But wow. in terms of you leave the theatre feeling like you've just experienced something completely different.
2: I really, really want to go.
1: I would, and I would go again.
2: If you want to get tickets to that, you can buy them or. <laughs> They do day seats at the box office and every morning from 10 a.m. in person. And also today's ticks do rush tickets every day. You go on the app at 10 a.m., they're 25 quid. They are dotted around the stalls. Um, They go quite quickly usually, but I have seen them. I've been on some, you know, they do, they are, you can get them.
1: Yeah, I mean, the theatre was absolutely packed and an amazing crowd as well lots of like people that you wouldn't generally see at the theatre yeah. which I find really inspiring
2: yeah the, on Twitter and Instagram people the outpouring of love for this show has been huge yeah. love heart I love I cannot heart. wait to see it I'm jealous you've seen it twice already with two different yeah, casts. let's <laughs> go let's go let's go we're definitely definitely going to see that Ruby's soon. back now so we
0: can all go together <gasps> yes
2: yeah that would be nice yeah, absolutely can't wait and I'm going to do Company one more time because that finishes at the end of March people Yeah. if you have not seen Company Madeline I'm looking at you no I
1: know hun but I'm going to You've go got you the guys are away and I've got till the end of March and I'm going to go I'm going to go with March. Ruby uh, so um, yeah. yeah I'm desperate I read another oh, so review that time out the five star review the other day and urging people to go and see yeah. it and that's uh, sorry time out I of have another offer on that just now where you can book tickets for company but with no booking fee that was it so no, it's, not, it's not yeah. that fabby but
2: it's yep. good enough or rush tickets again on yep. today's ticks or you go in person like I did when we saw it at 10am which is probably what I'm going to do when I go again um yeah.
0: Today, ticks should sponsor our show.
2: I know. We give them a lot of shout outs. Well, it's a great way to see theatre for not very much money. If yeah. you don't want to go and queue in the morning, it is a really good way to do it. And you might not get tickets every day because it's competitive. Mm-hmm. But if you've got, you know, just check every day whenever you've got the time free and eventually you'll get them. But it finishes at the end of March. Do not miss it.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So, that's the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram account is Oscar...
2: At Theatre Club Podcast. Our
0: Twitter is... At
2: Theatre Club Pod.
0: Subscribe on our iTunes. Or and... Stitcher, or
2: Spotify, wherever, wherever you, you listen. Wherever get your podcast Exactly. And until next time...
0: Bye-bye! Bye! bye 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 Sponsored by
1: TodayTex. <laughs>